episode of NeuroParents is brought to you today by Chore Monster. Chore Monster is a web and mobile app that makes chores fun for kids. Sign up for your free account at choremonster.com. And by strongholdgames.com. Use the code NerdParents and get 30% off your order. Stronghold Games, the fortress of great games. Welcome back, everyone, to Nerd Parents. This is episode 18, and this is a podcast where we come together every week in a positive space, and I'm trying really hard to sound awake, uh, <laughs> with a group of friends and parents to discuss parenting in a nerdy world. Just a friendly reminder, every kid's di- different, and so are we. So please do your own research. Um, we talk about a lot of things on the show. Um, so we always encourage you to uh, read your child, seek out other opinions. Um, we're just here to kind of facilitate the discussion. Uh, I'm your host, Nicole Spagnolo. I myself have a little boy named Mateo who is two and a half and uh, is increasingly <laughs> active in the world. And um, every week we're joined with uh, wonderful parents. We have a panel of parents and this week is a great week because Samantha Jane is back. Hi. Hi. I'm pretending to be awake. Are those, I have to ask, are those birds coming from your window or from? Oh, probably. I have okay. my window wide open. I feel like I'm in, in like Snow White or something like that. <laughs> I hear like. It sometimes, it sometimes feels a bit like that. It's so, it's so, you know, calming. Yeah. They're, but they're actually cleaning. on her shoulder right now. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Actually, they're cleaning my kitchen. That's what, wouldn't that be great? Oh my goodness. So tell the listeners a little bit, bit about yourself and uh, your little one. Um, well, I have a four-year-old uh, that we affectionately call Young Master Will, um, although he was called Young Master Monster this week. Oh. Um, and we live in Southern California and we are trying to raise one child who is exceedingly energetic. And yeah, yeah, it sounds like very similar stories. You you got a few years ahead uh, lead on me though. So yeah, <laughs> like Samantha, what did you do when this happened? <laughs> you just you breathe. Yeah, yeah, you try and sleep where you can, and you realize that some children do not consider outside scary. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> which is very difficult as a nerd to raise a child who wants to go to the park. It's like bit bit bit. Okay, fine. We'll go to the park. <laughs> Oh, the park. Mm. Um, and then we also have a special guest this week. We have Dan. Dan, I don't know your last name. I just it's call up. you Dan the Board Game Man because you <laughs> do right. awesome stuff. Yeah, Dan Patrice. Yep. So if, you're, if you've listened to the show, you've heard Dan's voice before because he does all the wonderful gaming uh, board game segments with his, um, his wife and his daughter at the end of the show. So Dan from the, the Geek All-Stars, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Uh, like, like Nicole said, it's, well, it's an absolute honor to be here to talk Aww. to you guys. I listen to you guys each week, and it's so much fun to, uh, to finally meet you, Samantha Jane, and to talk to you uh, this long, Nicole. Um, like I just said, I'm, uh, my name is Dan. I'm, I'm actually, in real life, I'm a pharmacist. So when you, every week when you say each child is different, I always think to myself, and each person is so different too, because when you're messing with um, teaching people about drugs and everything else, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's different. So it's, it's a oh, crazy yeah. world out there. Um, and I've got... Uh, my wife and I are both pharmacists, and we have two w- wonderful children most of the time. They're, uh, I've got a seven-year-old DJ. He, uh, he's just, just one of those outdoor kids that he just wants to be playing some sort of sport at all times. Oh, wow. And, and uh, a 10-year-old Lauren. And uh, Lauren has uh, Turner syndrome. 
uh, mm. which is a uh, it's a chromosomal disorder. It's a part, full or partial uh, uh, missing a full or partial miss, uh, deletion of the second X chromosome. Sorry about that. And uh, which means she's got a short stature. She's actually has uh, we give her growth hormone shots every day. Oh wow! Uh, wow. She has some thyroid, heart, kidney problems, abnormalities with those uh, with Turner syndrome girls. Uh, Lauren, luckily, she has a little bit of thyroid problems. Luckily, her heart and her kidneys and a lot of her other organs are just fine. Um, and the other thing about uh, Turner's girls is they're basically all uh, infertile. So I'm not looking forward to that conversation. Um, and, you know, every little girl loves loves babies and yeah. can't wait to have them. So that, well, and, that's and not, age. That's not necessarily true. I, I wasn't like that as a kid. Like, well, that's true. I guess I'm generalizing. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's, that's a bad thing. <laughs> I was. I, w- I was. I was way into any baby in front of me. I wanted to instantly parent them. Really? Even when I was six. Oh, yeah. 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 I never. Uh, and I told my mom when I was six years old, I want to be a mom. Really? And she's like, well, you know, you need to have a partner to do that. You need a, uh, a daddy. And it's like, yeah, whatever. I'll figure that out. I want kids. <laughs> And she was like, okay. And it's interesting because Will is four and he's already said to me, mommy, I want babies. Really? And it's like, well, I'm not having any more kids. So you don't get brothers and sisters. And he's like, I, I yeah, okay. I want to be the daddy. How about a puppy? Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah. So, yeah. so Dan, you bring a really interesting perspective to the show since you're a pharmacist and um, I know you've written it back into the show, and I'm looking through the emails that you've sent me because I know you uh-huh. you had got you had given me some feedback on one of our episodes, and I'm trying to find the episode, and I can't remember where it is, the email is. Um, but anyway, I'm sure we'll get into discussion. I mean, do you find that just is it challenging for her and medicine, or is she okay with shots? And actually, at first we talked about been- that on the show before. We, we've done it for probably about, oh God, it's got to be three or four years now. Oh, no, maybe even five years now. But uh, and since it's every day, eventually she just kind of got used to it mm-hmm. where you don't even really notice that it, it hurts. You know, the, the, it's a pen shot. So the needles are really sharp. So, uh, you know, and you're not reusing them because right. what happens in, in the elderly is that to save money, a lot of times the elderly will reuse needles and that makes them dull and that's why they hurt so Ow. bad. Yeah. With these, ah. you're only... Sorry, I have a needle issue. <laughs> oh, I do too. I hate needles. I, I had meningitis growing up, so I'm deathly afraid of uh, needles, even even as an adult. Um, mm. But she she's she actually starts giving her own shot now. Oh, I mean, I'm, I, we wow. kind of watch her and everything. So when since she rotates sites, when the site is on her thighs, uh, we just let her give her own shot, and she dials it up. Uh, she cleans the area and gives her own shot, and she's gotten used to it. The, you know, the the hardest thing is that she's she gets these growth spurts and then stops and then grows. So she's actually back on the chart, uh, you know, the normal chart. I mean, very, very low because Turner's actually has their own growth chart hmm. where it's actually oh. uh, like a step below the regular growth chart. So, and, and oh. she's actually not the shortest kid in her class, but as she gets older, she's going to start being, um, you know, what, one of the uh, shorter ones all the time. Yeah. The, the, uh, the wonderful growth chart that uh, you kind of get obsessed about, I know, I know for, for us, Mateo being premature, it's, it's been one of those things where we try not to focus on it too much because he'll, he'll eventually catch up kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, Mark was a smaller kid. And so I think he is really sensitive about it because I think he was teased as a kid. So I, we project onto our own kids, right? I (laughs) mean, especially if we we were teased. Yeah. Because Will is tall, mm. and I was tall, and Randy's brother is six seven, 
So wow. the genetics is there. Um, and I was teased for being tall. Really? And it's... Were you called beanpole? I read it. Oh, a, yeah. I, did oh, you read God, the... Did you I read Beanpole? Slim. Sorry? There was a book called Beanpole at, oh, when we were really? growing up. Um, I don't know if you would have, but I, re- I remember reading a book called Beanpole because it was a girl that was really tall and kind of out of place. And I read a lot of books Talk like that because I've always yeah. felt out of place, <laughs> even well, though I wasn't sounds, that tall. It sounds like it was written about me because I was <laughs> tall and skinny. And I also, my high school was um, in the East end of Vancouver, which had a very high Asian population. So not only was I tall, but I was surrounded by people who were short statured already. So you were exotic. Yeah, there was a little bit of that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So of course I just close my show notes here. Well, what you were going to say about oh, um, if what you were saying about the whole chart thing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those things where eventually, you know, even we didn't have Lauren get diagnosed until I think she was either four or five somewhere mm-hmm. in that area. So like she was always on the low end of the chart, and you know, her head circumference was fine, so they really weren't too alarmed. And then it's kind of like, and I, and I'm, you know, we always have been the parents where it's like, ah, you know, it'll be okay, it'll be okay, you know. And she, mm-hmm. even, even everything like when she would run around and fall or bang her head, we're like, you know, you, you try not to respond, and right. then she, she, you know, they don't respond. But then all of a sudden it got to the point where she was so far off the chart that we knew something was up and she had reflux bad anyway. So mm. we were like, well, maybe it's that. So then that just started the years and years of trying to figure out what in the world is on until one day one of the pediatricians looked at her uh, fingers uh, and there's mm. a certain way that the uh, fingernails bow and she's got a certain bowing of her chest that uh, they, the, the doctor, the pediatrician just happened to know about uh, Turner syndrome. They're like, well, let's test her. So we had to get some genetic testing and stuff. I was and wondering how, how that worked. Um, yeah, they've got to look at all the chromosomes and the test take, you know, it was a long time. And, you know, we always thought it was, you know, the uh, adenoids and the tonsils. She's not sleeping. She's not eating. And it, then, it's amazing the troubleshooting skills we develop <laughs> as parents, right? Just going mm-hmm. yeah. going through that that uh, checklist of, of things. Well, and there's also the pressure not to overreact. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because it's like, you're like, okay, they've got a fever. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's not 104 yet. So everything, not going to call a doctor and seem crazy mommy, you know, and there's all of these things you're, you're not supposed to overreact. So you're just going to go with the flow. And then somebody comes at you and says, well, actually there's this thing. And you're like, oh my God, I should have known. And it's like, well, yeah, but how could you? Yeah. The hindsight 2020 Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. So, so it sounds like she's doing really well. Since, oh yeah, she's yeah. doing great. And a lot of times, uh, the Turner's girls will have a lot of um, learning disabilities. But she's pretty, she's pretty smart. There is kind of this little bit where the spatial things, uh, v- visual spatial things, kind of throw off a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we've got that kind of. And you know, it, it's weird when um, when you're when you're growing up, and and you know, we had in school. You know, I was one of these kids that math just. I mean, I could just look at it and be done. And, and you know, at 10th grade, I was doing calculus. So, I mean, when, when your child is struggling with certain math things, it's kind of like you, you don't understand how because mm-hmm. we're in a different world than they are. But mm-hmm. since she kind of still thinks like me, um, my wife gets so aggravated when I come home from work and she's been struggling with the kids with their homework. And I'll sit down with Lauren for about five minutes and she'll just get it because I've, I've talked to her yeah. on the same level that she yeah. like she thinks like I do. So it's pretty right. funny with the just trying to think a little bit different. Yeah. Well, um that actually segues really good into our ups and downs. 
um, mm. because my up was a DVD that I finally got a chance to watch. And it's called One, Two, Three Magic. Mm-hmm. And it's also a book, but I, I, I learn better with visuals. I'm a visual learner. So if, if I have an opportunity to watch something on a DVD versus reading a book, I'll take the DVD over the book every time. <laughs> so have either of you heard of, of this, this book or DVD? One, two, three, magic. I heard you. I heard you mentioning it um, on Twitter. Yeah, I had. And it. That's about it. I've had it for uh, well over, like, it's just been sitting there for a couple months, and I've just, I'm like, I'll find time. I'll find time. Well, I finally just sat down because the problem was we couldn't, we couldn't rip it into our media library, <laughs> so I had to physically take the disc and put it in the DVD player. And holy crap, you would think. <laughs> It's so hard, though, you know, this whole thing. I can sit and I can search the Internet for something for 20 minutes, but make me get up to go to the bedroom to pick something up. And it's like, no, forget it. Did did you have trouble finding the eject button on the DVD player? Well, okay, we have a a PS4. So, yes, I did. Why did PS4 have to make a ridiculous? I mean, it's so stupid. They're like, oh, we're going to make aesthetically into the design of... (laughs) Just give so me we're, a stupid. So we're gonna hide the button. That's basically they hide it in plain yeah. sight. Yeah. <laughs> stupid PS4. <laughs> so anyway, that's here nor there. But um, this one, two, three magic. I've for the since the time changed. So daylight savings happened, and mm-hmm. I have not slept since five uh, past oh, five man. since then. So when did it change? February. So I've been getting up. Um. No later than five, sometimes four, uh, for the past two months with Mateo because That's of daylight. Yeah, it just oh my god, it was it was wearing us down completely, and uh, and the way that we had been approaching his nighttime was um, we would we would close the door. We would have a this thing called a monkey hook on the top of the door. Have you ever heard of these things? They're the yeah. best. So we have this little monkey hook and it leaves the door open, um, but it still kind of makes it to where they can't get out because he would just run havoc all over the house. And we have a, from our bedroom to his, it's a, it's a long walkway and there's so many things that he'll like could hurt himself with. And we just didn't feel like he was of age that he would get that concept just yet. So we were doing fine with that and he would we would do our nighttime routine and he would go down no problem. Well, uh, about I don't know, a couple weeks ago that routine wasn't working anymore. And we were getting to the point where he was waking up multiple times throughout the night and still waking up at 5 a.m. and it was just this struggle that we were having. And so I I watched one, two, three magic. And while this isn't necessarily, uh, it doesn't tell you what to do to fix sleep problems or anything like that. It gave me the confidence to tackle his, his sleep problems because having an, having one child being a new parent, I constantly feel like I am just throwing darts on the wall and hoping I hit something. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yep, You're not alone. That, yeah. And, well, and that's how we did with both of our kids. Like you just kind of you, you got to just keep trying things till something works. And mm-hmm. and unfortunately, sometimes those things that work are not good for the kid. 
It's not good for establishing good sleep habits. It's not good to establish independence. It's not good to teach them how to behave. (laughs) I mean, so, so I watched this um, DVD and it's, it's by a guy named Thomas Phelan. He's a PhD. He is a, uh, I think a clinical psychologist, but he had two children. One of them, the the boy, he had ADD, severe ADD. Um, and so he has this system where it's with the one, two, three, it's literally counting. So you've seen this. My parents did this. If you don't stop this, I'm going to count to three. Oh God. Yeah. But it was, <laughs> here's the problem with that. It was inconsistent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I knew she was bluffing. I knew she would. I knew yeah, my mom would follow is, through. I don't bluff. Yeah. So it's, if if I get to three and you haven't done what I said, you're going into timeout. Yeah. So it's all about expectations, being firm. And there was one thing that he said in this DVD that made me go, "Oh my God, I'm an idiot." Is treating Mateo like he's an, a little adult. He's not. Mm. He's not a yeah. little adult. He's a child. But we, I think, because we're going to talk it, like, we're going to talk through this. He doesn't care. He doesn't comprehend that. And so there's a point to where he, the guy in the DVD says, you're talking too much. Shut up. (laughs) And and I, I was really intrigued by this concept of looking and he goes, now, don't be offended, but when you when instead of treating them like little adults, think of you yourself as a wild animal trainer. <laughs> in the sense, well, and yes, I do. In the sense that the sec- same techniques on my dogs as I as, well, as I do on Will. Yes and no. Consistency and re- yeah. repetition, and yeah. and that's how the little brains work. So with this kind of new, ah, oh, okay, I get it, kind of thing, I approached because we watched it the night and then that night Mateo woke up at 2 30 and I thought okay I'm gonna do this I'm gonna leave the door open and because he he start he's calmer when I leave the door open mm-hmm. so but the problem is he just runs free so I spent from 2 30 into 4 30 I spent two hours Every time he get up, I take his hand. I wouldn't say a word, no talking, yeah. and I take him back to bed. And I did that over ten times. So by well, by four thirty, I'm laying there and I'm like, "Oh my god, I, I, please don't get up! Please don't get up!" Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? The next night, I left the door open. He didn't get out of his bed once, and he slept till six o'clock. Sweet. I That's nice. awesome. Holy. That's really good. Holy crap. And it's interesting because that technique is one of the techniques used on Super Nanny or one of those shows things. Mm-hmm. And when Will started having real sleep problems in the middle of the night, that's what we would do with him as well. Mm-hmm. The first time he gets tucked in with a hug and a kiss. The second time he just gets put in the bed and the blanket placed over him, mm-hmm. no talking. And for any succession after that, and there's and he's, you know, trying to argue with you. No, mommy, I want to go out into the living room. And it's like, no talking. Right. Get back in bed. We're done. And it's amazing. After a while, they're like, yeah, she's just not going to engage. And I'm not going to get to do what I want. So I'm just going to go to sleep now. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And it's the thing, like we used to do the same thing where when, especially the, all the different ages, you know, from very, very young and then and older, you don't make eye contact. You don't say a word. Yeah. We would always just kind of grab them, put them back in bed and don't, don't even have any sort of expression like anger or mm-hmm. happiness. Just, you just like a robot, just get up, put them yep. in bed, walk away. You know, yeah. it's just uh, eventually, you know, they, like you said, like, at, we, like if, as if they were animals, they, they know that it's a routine and they also know that, you know, not necessarily consequences, but they're not really going to get any sort of reaction out of you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you they're know, not going to see any benefit it. from it. And that's, and that was one of his themes was your kid knows how to push your buttons and they, oh, yeah. and they love it. And yeah. I, I, I highly recommend this DVD. Even if you don't follow it to a T, it is, it is good just for a confidence builder. <laughs> I mean, well, and sometimes you just need a couple of extra tools in your toolbox, as it were. Right. Well, and sometimes um, as a mom, you need you need a win every now and then. Yeah, yeah I needed right. it bad. I needed it so bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, he woke up at five o'clock this morning, but he oh. was in pain. Oh. And he came he came running, and he's like, "Ow, ow!" And it, it's his molars. His, he's Aww. teething. So he's like, ow, ow. And I'm like, oh, Bubby. And so I led him back to the his bed and I gave him a little bit of Tylenol. And then he kind of calmed down. He stopped crying. I'm like, oh, buddy. I'm well, like, show me where it hurts. And he's like holding his face. So, yeah. That's one of the issues that I ran into, too, is that I got into this mantra of, okay, just put him back in bed right. and don't talk and don't react. And then when he wakes up and he's had a bad dream, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, I'm putting him back in the bed. Don't talk. Oh, no, wait. He's had a bad dream. Give him a hug. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> and then it's like, right, I have to wake up and think about this before I just react this way. So, And then it's, and then he's like, no, mommy, the, the curtains are trying to eat my face. And Aww. it's like, well, that's just not a good thing. Would you right. like me to open the curtains? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's easy, especially when you're trying to to go with a, process and mm-hmm. you just have to remember you're you're still developing this relationship with this little person yes and so, Nicole, there's, still a, need um, there's a product called uh they're just called teething tablets um and i'm pretty sure that's what they're still called and they should still be on the market i think I have uh, some they're, of those. they're basically uh these little tablets and they pretty much dissolve in a, in a child's mouth and they're homeopathic for the most part and i don't usually always go full on with a lot of homeopathic stuff, but these things really worked. Hmm. Uh, and every time I've recommended them to people, they've said they've worked really well. I think they just help the pain go away. They soothe a little bit. They yeah. might even numb a little bit, but they They're dissolve highlands, in their mouth. Right? So you don't have to worry about it, them uh, swallowing them or anything like that. It's Highlands teething tablets, right? That's Yep. I think yep. that's what it is. Oh, I've heard of those. Yep. They're awesome. Yeah. I've, I think I've used when he was, um, not his back molars, but his front ones. I think I used them when he was doing those, but those damn back molars, man. Yeah. They how long does it it takes like months for those things to come out? Will was really lucky with his teeth coming in. They just came in. Yeah. Oh. It was like he was like eh, and then a day later they were in. <laughs> oh, he got so. lucky then. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes they yeah. just all of a sudden cut and then other times it'll take him a little while to to, to yeah. cut through and get it. Yeah, it just feels like it's like he's always holding his his back cheeks. And I'm just like, oh, buddy. Mm. Hey, good so. excuse to give him some ice cream. Yeah. There you, you know go. what? <laughs> I think I have the only kid on the planet that doesn't like ice cream and cake and like sweets. I was like oh, that wow. when I was little. He I doesn't. What if you haven't found the right flavor yet? Of, no, uh, I just, he just doesn't want it. Does he like juice? Um, no. I mean, on occasion, oh. like he goes through weird phases. Like I was like, buddy, you want some juice? No. 
And that's my down, honestly, is food. Like I'm mm. really, in fact, I got, so there's one, two, three magic. And then there's more one, two, three magic, which is about encouraging good behavior. So the first one is managing difficult, like stop behavior. And this one <laughs> is encouraging good behavior and independence and self-esteem. I'm like maybe I'll get something from that. And they have, he has a little bit in the DVD, I watched it last night about meal times and eating and picky eaters. And he's like, you know what? Sometimes kids are just picky eaters. And I'm like, yeah, damn it. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like, I don't, I, I am deathly afraid of peanut butter and it's, it's not logical, but I'm sure Will has something like that, that he doesn't like, he does not like leaves. He will eat every vegetable on the planet unless it is a leaf. And it doesn't matter how many times we try and convince him that spinach is really tasty. It's a leaf. He doesn't right. like it. Yeah. I just got to um, keep trying. Well, and that's the thing. So then we got romaine and it's got the crunchy bits. And then he's like, oh, I can eat this leaf. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. It's crunchy. Dan, Are you okay with Nutella, Samantha? <laughs> um, in theory, yes, but I have never pushed it. Um, so are- it doesn't give me the same visceral reaction. The peanut butter does, but at the same time, I've not gone out and bought it and tried it. When our kids were were younger, Lauren was probably a little worse than DJ was where, uh, boy, was she picky. And and it was really phasey where she would go through these phases where uh, every day she wanted some chicken. And then there was another phase where every day she wanted some uh, hot dogs Mm -hmm. or or some bacon. So it's just like – and our pediatrician, you know, every, every doctor is going to be a little different too. They're like, well, I mean, if they're getting something, they're going to get enough. I mean, unless, mm-hmm. you know, as long as the weight seems good and they're not emaciated and they're getting through their mm-hmm. day, they're probably getting enough. And, you know, we would, uh, my wife would give them some, uh, some of these shakes, some of these, uh, I think they were Smoothies. either Nestle yeah, or something like yeah. that and, and some of the mm-hmm. little kid stuff. And, you know, eventually all of a sudden one day they just start eating stuff, you know, and it's mm-hmm. nothing like routines, like sitting down and. And uh, yeah. doing things at the same time. Um, I, I mentioned the Nutella thing because I know the peanut butter and jelly wouldn't be uh, something for you, Sam. But uh, what my wife does now, then, and this is something that you know, when you make when you make things fun for mm-hmm. for the little ones, my wife will. T- I don't know where she even learned this from. She she takes bread and she'll roll it out real flat, and then she'll slather it with either the peanut butter and jelly mixture or some Nutella, and then mm-hmm. she'll kind of cut them into rolls. Like she'll roll them up almost like a little. Uh, like Nutella a roll. Jelly roll. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it looks like a little sushi roll, See, and uh, the kids love that. We have no problem with peanut butter in this house. The, Mateo eats peanut butter morning, noon, and night. <laughs> I mean, that's it. <laughs> he is, he literally is made of peanut butter now. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's the only thing I can really get him to eat it. Like you were saying, a phase, like he's in mm-hmm. a peanut butter phase, he was in a juice phase. He was in an egg phase. Now we're in the peanut butter phase. So I'm just kind of well, riding it. Maybe you could do some frozen type <laughs> peanut butter thing. I don't know. Like you can get those. I've got those little um, juice pot makers that you put the yeah. juice in them and they make a, it, it's just like a two or three tablespoons worth of juice, but it freezes them. Yeah. He, he, and then you this pull is them what, out of the freezer. This is what Mateo want. would say about that. It's mm. gross. Gross. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, buddy. Where did you learn gross <laughs> from your little friends at school? I bet I know, but totally. you know what? Anyway, I, I'm I'll not even. I, I'm just not worrying about it. Honestly, yeah. that even though more one two three magic really didn't give me anything, he just made me feel better about the situation. I'm like I need to just stop stressing about it and just be thankful he's eating peanut butter and not mac and cheese. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I found a lot with um with kids. It's almost like uh, I there was something that when I did when I when I was in pharmacy school in the summer, I I did a little bit of sales. You know, when we were on summer break, and one of the things that uh, one of my bosses once told me is that sales is a lot of it's it's all about the power. It's about you having yeah. the power, but making the people that you're selling to think they have the power. Right, right. And and that's the same thing I think with kids because if you make the kids think they're actually picking what they're not really picking. Then they yeah. feel like they're active, you know, they're involved yeah. in it. And it's just a matter of just finagling how you're getting them to pick what they want to eat, yeah. you know, and, and maybe limiting their choices uh, and, make, like I said, making it fun or, or doing things like that. But um, I wish I had a better better thing for the molars part. But, uh, but yeah, Sam's got a great, you know, the whole making it cold and, and frozen mm-hmm. something or other. But mm-hmm. if it, you know, you, it, you may just have to fight through it if um, that's that's all I'm doing. I'm just gonna ride the wave. Go with my grandmother's solution, which was to put a face cloth in gin and then freeze it <laughs> and let them chew on it. Oh my god! And it, and I was just like, Ma, seriously? And yeah, she's like, well, well, I know you're not supposed to do that anymore, but it, it worked. worked for us, right? And my mother's looking at her like, seriously? And how old is Mateo now? Two and a half. And and what's he weigh? Um, you know what? I haven't weighed him in a while, but holy crap, I can't, I can't lift him anymore. I'm, I'm like, buddy, I can all, okay, you, you want to walk, right? Come on. You can walk. <laughs> so he's definitely over 25 pounds. Oh yeah, easily. Probably. He's, right. so, you know, the, a lot of the meds, and this is kind of a tip for the listeners too. I mean, a lot of times, um, you do a lot when they're younger on weight, when you're dosing on a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, cause a lot of people that their kids are about one and a half or so, uh, and they want to look at medications and it has like all the weight chart and, and where it has like ages and things like that. If your child's basically 25 or, or over pounds, you can kind of dose him as a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, it's different for you because he's over two, but that's just kind of a tip uh, for the listeners. But I would really look into some uh, Motrin as well. That's for, what we – yeah, we, that's what I gave him this morning. Okay. Because yeah. since it has an anti-inflammatory property, that's going to be a little bit better he, for the uh, gums because well, it's going to be infla- and it lasts, inflammatory. And based. it lasts for eight hours. And I mm-hmm. find that it mm-hmm. does last – in fact, I think it lasts even a little bit longer for him on the uh, – just – kind of ride that pain wave. <laughs> and I would definitely well, yeah. rotate the two, yeah. do one, then the other. And then yeah, that way you, it's not too that's much. That's what Randy was always going on about when Will was, was going through anything like that was that you do the Tylenol and then you do the Motrin. Yeah. Well, and that when we were going through like a ton of ear infections, we had to do that. It, it mm-hmm. just, you know, he was running 103, 102 fever, like, for a while. Yikes. Yeah, the, those ear infections were brutal. Yeah, ear infections are yeah. the worst. Um, so, and I just wanted to quickly say thank you to one of our listeners, Karen, who wrote me uh, and told me about, because we had talked about um, there was a little nasal thing, sucker. I can't remember the, what it was called, but it, you mm. literally sucked on it to suck the boogers out of their nose. Yes. And she told me about the Graco nasal aspirator and it's battery operated. And I'm like, I had no idea that these existed. Wow. I didn't know about and that And I think Mateo has seasonal allergies because he is he's all stuffed up. He's not running a fever. He's just stuffed up. So um, springtime allergies. So I used it on him. He didn't like it at first, but mm-hmm. once I got it in there and it sucked the booger out, he loved it. In fact, he took it and started putting it in his own nose. <laughs> <laughs> like, it makes me breathe. I love breathing. It is a little so louder than I thought it yeah. would be. But once once he realized what it did and mm-hmm. does for him, he is fine with it. Yeah. I warn really you, though, cool. it is disgusting. Oh, well, yeah. Because... 
It has like a little cap on it, and mm. you think, oh, the boogers are going to go in there. No, the boogers just kind of hang out when you take <laughs> off the tip, and you're like, oh, God, it's so gross. It's so gross. So, Karen. That's, that's part of the joy of having kids is the <laughs> amount of disgusting crap you put up with. And I, and, and I mean crap, too. <sighs> you know, it's just – it's amazing how strong it makes your stomach. But it, it, it's it's totally an awesome device. Yeah, is this uh, one that cool. just – it just sucks it out, or is it um is it putting uh, fluid in it? Is it putting like saline no, in it? It doesn't. It out or just you, you. If if your kid's nose is dry, you're gonna have to put saline in it before you do the sucking. But his mm-hmm. is his is wet, so I didn't need to do mm-hmm. that. Okay. Um, it doesn't do any kind. It does play music, <laughs> but, but the yeah. thing with um with children, I really uh, I kind of tell the parents it's not really great to use something that sprays too much. Yeah, because that nasal mucosa is really sensitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's why even with under two, they have the nasal drops for right. things like that. And even those, you don't want to use too many days in a row because it can really dry them out too much. Well, I, I've never used the – I only use saline. Right. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Or are you yeah, talking about saline the saline is basically salt water. Yeah. So, I mean, the salt can really dry it out. Uh, but, it, I mean, as long as you're using it just sparingly here and there. Yeah, no. um, but the, na- the aspirator itself, I mean, if you just got to get that stuff out, that's, oh, that's it's good just, stuff it's just, too. It, I can just hear it just all wet and he's like all clogged up. Yeah. Do, do, do. I'm like, oh, buddy, come here. Because <laughs> he hasn't learned to blow his nose yet, yeah. and he's yeah. he's trying, but it's just he just needs a little bit more. He's he's on the cusp of learning how to blow his nose. So oh, those those that's the cutest when kids are just learning how and they're just blowing their mouth <laughs> and they're just yeah. doing that. <laughs> Will for the longest time was breathing in when we oh, were telling really? him to blow his nose, and it's like no baby out, and he's just looking at me like I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> and it's like okay try and blow the tissue try and make the tissue move right like if you blow out with your mouth and you make the tissue move and he's like okay yeah i can do that and it's like okay now do that with your nose and what do you mean that was mommy? fun <laughs> <laughs> so um just just a friendly reminder if you're interested in looking at that nasal aspirator i keep everything that we recommend on our amazon store so if you go to nerdparents.com slash store underneath uh i think it's baby products it'll be there so and Everything we talk about, the board games, all of it is tracked because, honestly, nobody wants to go through every single episode to find all that stuff. And try and figure out what we were talking about three weeks ago <laughs> when it's like all of a sudden, oh, my God, I need that. I know, right? That's, I've yeah. done that before, too. Um, when I was looking for how to make the uh, calming jar, I'm like, I know right. we talked about it on an episode. <laughs> Where is it at? It's here somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I even um, debated doing that because, uh, you know, all kids get into those fits every now and then. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, man, that would probably be pretty fun to check out the, the jar. It's really to easy. To make a meditative device. Yeah, yeah, it's totally easy to make, too. Um, Dan, how about you? You got some ups and downs? Yeah, I'll try to keep it nice quick. Uh, DJ, uh, since he's like you said, he's seven and he plays ice hockey. He plays U eight, and um, wow, and and uh, it's it, it's pretty it's funny because the when he's in the fall league, he was one of the younger kids in the uh, developmental for travel uh, fall league, and now that we're in spring, it's all the kids that were in the lower level are kind of coming up because a lot of kids take the spring off. So you have the lower kids that are coming up into the upper levels, and he's taking a real good leadership role on his team, like helping kids out to learn how to do different drills or how to do the drill, you know, doing drills, telling them they're doing things good. So even when the coaches are working with somebody else, because I'm on the ice as, a, as our head coach, but just to see him doing those things, like you're like, wow, they're actually actually are learning something that we're teaching That's them because cool. they don't necessarily want to give you that feedback when you're talking to them. But then when yeah. you see them doing something, you're like, ah, that's a great thing. That's awesome. And, uh, awesome. and with, uh, with Lauren, last night uh, at the local Chili's was uh, daddy-daughter date night. Aww. So uh, 
we got dressed up and went over to Chili's and we had a little picture that I, I tweeted it out last night and we got to she got to make a little frame for the picture and uh, she just really enjoyed it. We had a, we had a we had a blast at those things. Oh, that's, that's cool. Awesome. Oh, daddy daughter date night. Yeah. Did you dress and, up? Did you get into your your? Fancy? I put a nice little button up shirt <laughs> and uh, we went out there and Lauren had a nice little skirt on. So it was. Uh, you didn't wear your black t shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't wear my your best Atlanta black t shirt. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but the down was like all kids. We had uh, we had rough listening days this weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! You know, we were, I was trying to clean out the garage a little bit because it's starting to get a little warmer. I mean, it's not it's not uh, it's not the hundred that you guys are probably dealing with out there. But it, it's been getting warm around here, so I wanted to clear out the garage so we can have a yard sale. And the kids were in the front. Our our uh, neighborhood pool's not open yet, so they had the the hose going. So you can't really see what's going on. Next thing you know, you come around the corner. And DJ's in the middle of the street spraying each other. And I'm like, get out of the road. And, you know, no matter how many times you tell them, they just don't want to listen. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Oh, you need to watch this one, two, three magic then. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, the the technique that they, I mean, like I said, it's with the minor behaviors, you count to three. And, of course, if you get to three, you then put them in a calm timeout or whatever you want to call it. And depending on the severity, you add time, or you can even, depending on how motivated the kids is, kids are, you can take away. So, okay, oh, get to three, you can take, you get 15 minutes off your TV time or 15 minutes off your gameplay or, so you can, you can, you can modify it any, depending on the child and kind of what motivates them. Mm-hmm. And for the severity, so like, for instance, Mateo hit Mark. Oh boy. Yeah. That's an instant three. That's right. yeah. boom. No hitting. Like so you have major and minor kind of behaviors. And um I just like I said, it just it just gave me some guidance, some some solid, like, okay, I have some tangible things that I can think about as I'm approaching behavior type of situations. Listening, well, and, for instance. And the problem the problem too becomes is like even if you're doing something with time like timeout with your child. They will make you feel like you are being the meanest person on earth. Oh, of course. And yeah, you that's second the, guess that's, yourself and you're like, am I being mean? No, wait a minute. I'm just putting the child in his room, right. which is decorated with all of his toys and it's a safe place and he knows it's a safe place. And this is ridiculous. He's fine. All he has to do is sit in a chair for three minutes. Come on. It's not that big a deal. And, and yet he's making you think that you're waterboarding the poor thing. Yeah. That's, that's what, so he goes through the seven things that kids do to try to manipulate you. And of course, right. martyrdom, 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 is one of those, of course, um, yeah. uh, buttering up. Yes. Mommy, you're the best mommy in the world. But mommy, I love you. Yeah. How can you do this to the, me? Yeah. And so there were a few of them. There were, of course, temper and, you know, physical type of actions. Uh, and I, what I really liked, it, it wasn't like, okay, these are the concepts. We're not going to give you any real world applications. Like they go through and act out different scenarios, which I mm. thought was really mm. helpful. So you can get the DVD Honestly, I would send you my copy, but I'm keeping my copy because I know I'm going to watch it again. Probably another. Do they six- have the uh, the I hate you, daddy, or you're the worst daddy ever on there? Yeah, they do. They yeah. do. Yeah. yeah, they have little Will- kids doing the and re- reenacting this stuff too. Like, well, and Will has started doing that. I hate you, mommy. Yeah, and I'm like, that's fine. That's not very nice, but 
you'll regret that in about 15 minutes when you want mommy to do something with you. And mommy's like, but you don't like me. So why would I do that with you? Well, it it talks about like control and Mm -hmm. how you get into like talk, persuade, argue kind of situation, how it can escalate. And they use an Mm -hmm. example of a little kid wanting a Twinkie and the conversation that ensues over that and how to handle that. And yeah, so I interesting. I feel like I'm going to be like a one, two, three magic. Like I get nothing from them. I just thought it was very, <laughs> very useful. And I feel I, well, you do get something from them. You get Mateo acting like a, yeah, a yeah. nice little boy. And I and I have to say one of my worst fears is going out in public and him running off yeah. into the street or whatever. And then, I'm, I, you know, I need him for his own safety to listen to me. So that's yeah. And like you were saying, Dan, in the middle of a street, that's not a good place for them to be. You know, and it's, it's, um, I think you'd be surprised too, because everything, like I was saying, how the kids absorb everything. And, Mm -hmm. uh, the best thing that you can hear is when your kids go over to another parent's house, you know, a friend's parents and are eating over something, you hear how they ate everything on their plate and were the most, uh, had the greatest manners ever. And you're like, what? You, you had my kid, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's and they, you know, because I always tell me, I don't care what you do at home, as long as you're okay out out in public. The thing that kills my best friend is she'll her son will go and and play at somebody else's house, and then the parents are like, "Oh yeah," and he ate all his vegetables, and she's like, "But he doesn't do that at home. Why? Yeah. That's not fair." Because they know it pushes your buttons. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. It's the manipulation part of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so how about you, Samantha? Ups and downs? Um, well, our, our ups are Cosmos. Oh, yeah. You've been watching that? Will Will jumps up and down every time he sees it on Hulu. Oh, that's and cool. And he's like, I want to watch it. I want to watch it. And it's like, okay, but it's the one that we just watched. And he's like, I want to watch it. He's like, I it's don't like, care. Let's watch it. Okay. Too. And he sits in his little chair and he is glued to the screen. And I think he's absolutely convinced that that ship of the imagination is actually a spaceship. <laughs> but whatever, he's four. It's yeah. fine. But the he concept. loves he loves going and seeing like all of the the space stuff. It's just it's it's like candy for him. He's like, Mom, look, it's a nebula and look, supernova and all oh, of this kind of stuff. Fun. So he gets he gets really really excited about that. Yay, Cosmos! We love that but. show too. Yeah. Um, one of the downs was he's learning how to deal with temper issues and that it's okay to get frustrated and it's okay to get mad and it's okay to get disappointed. It's not okay to lash out. Right. And even if you're grumpy, it's totally fine to be grumpy, but you still have to be polite to people. You can tell people that you're not feeling very well, but you, you still use your pleases and thank yous. And if you say, I'm sorry, I'd rather go and play in my room quietly with my Lego, that's totally fine, too. Right. But there's no more of this, mommy, I want you to do be my slave for the next 20 minutes because I don't want to move my leg. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. The, oh, all the wonderful, <laughs> wonderful <laughs> times with the children. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's talk about something fun. Let's do some Tyler translations. We have a we, we have a couple cool. of uh, submissions, actually three from listener David F. He says enjoying the show, and I had to submit some clips for the segment since our middle child uh, Kira is now seeing 
is now seemingly learning English as a second language after developing her own uh, curious. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, here's a series of clips increasing in difficulty for your guests this week. Hope you enjoy. Um, and he also said that he has some, uh, experience on the topic of homeschooling, which I haven't found anybody yet, um, that Mm. that has done homeschooling. Um, I just want to say I'm horrible at at getting guests on the show and organizing. I've fallen so behind on everything. Um, but I, well, if you're waking up at four and five every morning, I understand Kind of out of it. So. I'm trying to get back on on board and get get everything scheduled. So, Dave, you'll probably be hearing from me eventually. So, all right, here here are the clips of Kira, and uh, let's guess what she's saying. Here we go. Biggie Beak. <laughs> wow. Oh. Biggie Beak. Uh, immediately, I think of the Dark Crystal and Fezzy Gig. <laughs> I, I, it sounded like Richie Rich or something, in, or Fez Gig. That was a pretty good one too. <laughs> it's close. It has something to do with money. Piggy bank. Piggy bank. Oh, piggy piggy bank. Bank. that's so cute. Piggy bank. Piggy bank. That was cute. Oh, all right. Oh Here, God, they get harder. They get harder. <laughs> all right. This one is another two word phrase. Um, I won't give you a clue at first. Let's see if you just get it. Nicky I love that one. Uh, Whoa. Um, Something juicy? No, it, it's an E at the end. I'll play it one more time. She's, I think she's probably getting her diaper changed. Naked tushy. <laughs> Naked tushy. Oh, my God. That's so cute. Naked that is very cute. Naked tushy. I'm going to have to I'll have to say that myself. <laughs> yeah. And this one, um, he says that you probably won't get it since it's kind of one of her words, um, but it's still adorable. So I'll play it anyway. Owen. Owen. That's, that sounds like Owen. Oleander. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually elephant. It's her word for elephant. Kira uh, <laughs> E's for elephant. Yes, Kira E's for elephant. Owen. Oh, <laughs> so cute, so cute. You know, you, you um, you want to communicate with them so so much, and and then you miss those days where with the things that they used to say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I record pretty much everything. <laughs> now you're <laughs> smart. <laughs> We have we have some recordings of Will doing um, singing in his car seat before oh, he talked. Yeah, Will will be a singer. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts. <laughs> um, and he would just sing la 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 in his car seat, right? And then Randy would start joining in with him, and they would sing together. It was oh, the cutest thing ever. You need to send that in. Send it to I me. Know. I'll play it. Sorry, Randy. Because, <laughs> you know, the thing is, the, the kids won't remember when they're older, and you're still laughing about it yeah. and talking yeah. about it. They're like, no, I didn't. No, yeah. I didn't. You're like, check well, out like- episode 18 of Nerd Parents. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have things that, that the uh, children call one thing where it's completely different than what it really is, but then, like, five years later, you're still calling it? Like yes. We have, like, a uh, these little Terrible. bars, like the Nutrigrain bars. Our kids mm-hmm. call them bean barns. And so now oh, that's what it is in the house. Like in there, seven and 10, we still call them bean barns. You know what? <laughs> I think we might do that with toothpaste. Mateo calls it bean paste. 
and we just call mm-hmm. it bean paste. <laughs> so. Well, and we have Aeroplane, which Will used to call Appy. And we still do that. And Will looks at us like we're on crack, right? And, <laughs> and, and we'll say, you used to call Aeroplanes Appy. So now he's like, Aeroplane, Aeroplane. And then he looks at me and goes, Appy. <laughs> like, yes, victory. <laughs> we are regressing your vocabulary. That's awesome. Oh, cute little names for stuff. I think it's adorable. All right. Well, let's move over to family game night. Dan, I have high expectations from you. So I have some good (laughs) ones too. (laughs) So let's start with you. What what are some of the things you guys are playing? Because I know you're playing tons of stuff. Oh yeah. Well, I, um, I, I brought a couple of uh, iOS things that the kids were playing. My kids really uh, loved Stack the States. I don't know oh, if you yeah. guys have heard yeah. that. Yeah, Haki- when Hakito was on the show, we talked about Stack the States. He- his kids love the and Stack yeah. the Countries too, right? Yep, and it's cool because they'll ask you like a little trivia question, and eventually they start like kind of memorizing the questions, or, uh, or or they'll guess right, and they'll get them, and then they just kind of learn these these things. So it's cool that they get to see what the state looks like mm-hmm. and the shape and know what the name and everything is. Um, Lauren also liked that for me. (laughs) Being Canadian, I have no idea where anything is in the States. (laughs) Well, I always laugh because since I play hockey and down in North Carolina, we have a lot of uh, Canadians that come down here for Mm. for nursing and different things. And and I always laugh. I'm like, we are so under under taught. geography of canada like they're talking yeah. about either either the provinces i could not name every province and every one of them could probably name every state and where they are and well, we are so just undertaught. <laughs> yeah i think it's you get into your regional education and that was very interesting for me because i started my education in england and then moved to canada and now i live in the states so you know crazy um and you do get more regional explanations of things and it's very interesting between Canada and the United States because, of course, heroes on the Canadian side were bad, bad people on the American side. And bad people on the American side were, were you know, because we were on two different sides of a war. So that becomes very interesting, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, right, you guys don't like that person. Right. Okay. What about this person? No, no, the Canadians don't like them. <laughs> Weird. It's very funny. It makes me think of the um, the image. I just put it in our, our Skype uh, call of mm. the Australian who's never been to America and knows nothing about his geography was asked to name the states. <laughs> and I loved I love what the what he put for Texas. Texas. This is definitely Texas. <laughs> I like left Canada. Left Canada is Alaska. (laughs) You know, and and what's funny about this is that I bet you, if you pick people off the state, they might only do a little bit better than this. I mean, off the street in the states, they might only do a little better than this. Yeah, I love that I'm from. I don't care. (laughs) I'm from Missouri, and they but I don't care. (laughs) That's it. I'm done. Is 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 that Missouri? Right, right. I mean, Uh, Missouri. No, that's uh, Arkansas. Arkansas. That's it. I'm done. See, I'm <laughs> Mississippo. <laughs> oh, geography is hard sometimes. Oh, <laughs> uh, good stuff. Um, sorry, we got on a tangent talking about stack of states. Um, she also liked, uh, there was one called Splash Math. Splash um, Math. This has all different grades in it. Now, the only oh, problem is cool. it's, it's kind of a wonky little, um, I don't know, I think it's probably free to start, but it's like you get to a certain point, it makes you want to pay. I think it's like $10 to unlock everything, hmm. but she really liked it and it was really good, but I kind of hate those those hidden prices They all seem to do that. I, yeah, I hate them too. It's, 
especially, I mean, it's good to try it because the last thing you want to do is drop, you know, two to five dollars on an app the kids like this is stupid i'm not playing it yeah so it's good that they have the ability to try it and then Mm -hmm. you can buy it but it it can be frustrating especially if you then have that app on multiple devices and you forget which one you unlocked (laughs) well and then you feel like you're getting nickel and dimed to death which i think is some of the problems with some of the ios stuff yeah yeah um so it's for all grades they have uh, a lot of the elementary school grades that you can do the different uh, math, and they, and they can kind of advance with it as well. Cool. Um, and then pizza fractions, which helps them to learn fractions. Uh, <laughs> is obviously, I think it's only 99 cents, and that's actually a pretty good one. Pizza fractions. That's cool. Now, the fun stuff that – well, not that those aren't fun, but the yeah. other – the not learning stuff we have, um, I think – I don't know if it was last episode or the one after before that, uh, after the episode. Lauren it was, was, la- it was last episode. Yeah, Croak? Yeah, Croak yep. was – uh, Croak is a ton of fun, and um, just just seeing them learn a little bit of strategy and just hopping the little frogs around, uh, and it's cool. it's not very expensive, and it's it's a ton of fun. It's a little weird, like kind of when you're eliminating other frogs or trying to explain how when uh, one frog gets onto a daddy frog and there's another frog all of a sudden appears, you gotta. Oh, good. Reproduction. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> just say, oh, yeah, we found, you know, you can kind of just say they found another frog when they land on it. So that kind of stuff. Like oh. that. And then, um, I, the I bore elimination. a will with, with extreme explanation of how babies are made. And he's like, mom, it's boring. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> and, and for the older kids, too, uh, Marvel Dice Masters, which just came out, might be a little hard to find a starter set. It's so much fun because you just can just sit there and, and roll dice and play with the Marvel characters across each other. Since Lauren, oh, Lauren's cool. 10 and she's just kind of getting this strategy, but she just loves, you know, the, the packs. It is kind of a collectible model, but they're only 99 cents a pack. Oh, cool. And what mm-hmm. I do is I use this as a reward for the kids is that if they've had a good day, a good week at school, I let them open up a pack because I got a big what's called the gravity box that has like 60 boosters in it. So I have it there, like waiting for them, and they know, oh, I gotta be good, I gotta be good. So they're like, Daddy, were we good this week? And just say, okay, yeah, we can go open one, and they get a couple of dice and a couple of cards in them, and then just collecting the stuff and having the different, uh, different dice. They they just love all that stuff. Uh, Very so it's fun, a, you know, rewards and, and get a carrot on a stick, kind of give them something to look forward to. Cool. Um, and the last one is uh, we play. Uh, me and DJ love Skylanders. I don't yeah. know if you guys have played any of these. Um, I haven't. We we play uh, Disney. Infinity. Mm-hmm. So it's yep, a kind of the same That's... kind of thing where you have the little characters and. And it keeps a lot of, you know, it's funny how it saves the stuff. What do you think is, uh, of uh, Infinity? Do you like I it? I love it. I love Mateo doesn't, Mateo just sits on my lap and he, all he sees is Buzz and Woody. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. They, like, buddy, you want to play? hasn't gotten into the creation aspect of the whole thing. Like, we right. play some of the levels and stuff, but you can, since it has such a sandbox, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a way, we haven't messed with it enough to see if there's a way to, like, download other people's, like, uh, worlds that they've created so because you know you can ride the cars and stuff right and they love playing cart stuff i figured that would be a lot of fun yeah i think i would assume that you can kind of like little big planet you can create your own world and then share it i haven't it when i first installed it i think the sandboxing had just come out on the pc or something like that so it just was released on the pc and i had just been playing around with it and i'm more i i'm i'm not into the building kind of stuff so yeah. i'm more into the adventure and maybe mateo as he gets older he'll want to explore that kind of stuff but um yeah i need to check to see if i can download other people's worlds and bore uh areas uh boy skylanders 
we uh man me and, D, me and dj will just sit there and play skylanders for like an hour or so and he loves there's so many different characters in it yeah. we got way, way too many and you can um, combine them and get different elements because i remember brian dunaway was on the show and he was talking about playing skylanders with his boys mm-hmm. and loving it now they have the swap force which has different tops and bottoms and you can actually like swap out one of the other tops or one of the other bottoms oh, which, cool. is, which is pretty cool uh, uh, Samantha, do you think Skylanders would be something Will might like? Um, I, I'm thinking in the future it will be. I think it's still just a little bit too advanced for him. Mm-hmm. Um, again, my best friend's son is really into Skylanders. It's like his number one thing. Mm, cool. um, so I was thinking that slowly that's probably going to be introduced. But he hasn't really picked up on it yet. Mm-hmm. So Well, you know, what's good about that is that you can play it co-op, couch co-op on it. So... Mm-hmm. Even uh, even when DJ was younger, when the first Skylanders came out, I can kind of make it my thing to run around and keep him alive. Oh, you know, okay. And it's, not very diffi- it's not very difficult either. Oh, that's neat. That's really hmm. cool. Okay. I might have to pick it up. Or, or you can, you know, <laughs> save it for the holidays. Yeah. Or his birthday, yeah. you know. But especially the first one. You yeah. could probably find the first one pretty cheap now. And people are probably unloading some characters. So it's, uh, you know, a good, like you said, a good, a great Christmas thing or, yeah. or holidays. Yep. So, Sam, how about you? Is, uh, you have an app for us? I do. Um, I had spoken a while ago about Monster Socks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Which was kind of like a, a, an iPad book that was an interactive, almost like a pop-up book type idea, but on the iPad. And the same people have done an app called Where's My Monster? And I downloaded it the other day. I think it's a buck ninety nine on iTunes. And I downloaded it the other day and Will was just engrossed. Oh really? The, now, now this the, isn't this isn't like Where's My Water? No. This is a book. No, okay. this is this is a book, but it's more like it's it's more like a an it's an interactive book yeah. because it's on iPad. So it's not just pictures and reading. It's like, where's the monster hiding? And it's like, let's look in the cupboard. And so then oh, you Oh, cute. The I'm looking at some of the screenshots. Oh, this looks so cute. Yeah. And the art in it is amazing. Now, the only caveat that I will say is that it does not work on a first-generation iPad. Mm. And as Will has a first-generation mm. iPad and I have a third-generation iPad, it's like, Mommy, I need your iPad. <laughs> so... That's a little bit of a caveat, but it's, it's lovely fun. And, um, he's, he will routinely now say, I, I, I want to play the monster stuff. And it's like, okay, here's my iPad. Oh, cute. You can have it for 15 minutes and then mommy needs it back because I'll go through withdrawal. So. <laughs> yeah. I got to ch- check in on Simpsons tapped out. No, I don't right. know. <laughs> yeah. No, my game is, um, blockheads. Oh, I don't, I haven't played that one yet. What's blockheads? It's, it's like a Minecraft for iPad. Oh, blockheads. It's really good. Do you build stuff? Yes. Uh, you so build yeah. stuff. You, you warp into the world with a shovel and an orange. The and so then you have to dig things up. and You, you have an orange. You have an orange. <laughs> well, sometimes it's, sometimes it's a cherry or something. Like It's just one thing to eat. And you warp into the world. And so then you use your shovel to get a dirt. And then you go back to the um, gate where you warped in and say, I have a dirt. And they're like, okay, you can have a workbench. So then you get the workbench and it's like, if you um, get this many sticks, then you can build a campfire. Hmm. And if you get this much flint, you can build a shovel. Sounds a little like a don't starve. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's kind of awesome. Yeah. It's kind of awesome. And yeah, I've been playing that game for actually months now. it's free too. So I have to check. Yeah, I'll try it. I'll try it. I won't be down on it since it's a builder game, but I'll, I'll give it a yeah. shot. I love builder games. So, but it's also a collecting game. Maybe and that's that's the note it needs to hit for me to Yeah. And you can, <laughs> yeah. You can actually go right the way around the world. The world is circular and you can circumnavigate your way around the world. And there's things to find in certain spots in the worlds. Hmm. So and there's monsters to fight. Oh, okay. And well then I'll totally yeah. Yeah, there's armor it. and weapons that you can upgrade to. You get to the point where you're creating electricity from solar or from steam and you can make steam trains. It's crazy. Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I have an app as well. And I can't mm-hmm. remember if I recommended uh, this one. Uh, back on Ladies of Lead, I used to recommend a lot of apps. And I know I recommended it on Ladies of Lead, but I can't remember for the life of me if I recommended it on Nerd Parents. But Mateo has um, gotten back into this app. I'm always fascinated to see the apps that he goes back to. And mm-hmm. almost like he's revisiting an old friend. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he's a fan of most kids are a fan of elmo uh mm-hmm. and this is called elmo loves one two threes and it's mm. it's a really cool little app because it first you trace the the number and then you can go into a, um, a variety of different modes so they have a puzzle mode where you pull you know you can do six or nine pieces of of the puzzle and you know it'll make a little image of of the number or you can go into movie mode where you can watch a variety of clips you can also go into art mode and then there's also an abby kadabi feature of it where you have the number you then like for instance find the 19 chickens (laughs) and you drop the chickens in the bucket (laughs) (laughs) so just a lot of interaction a lot of variety to it um for for kids that like myself that grew up on sesame street a lot of the uh, clips that they show are the old clips so ladybug picnic comes up with the oh, number 12 so I'm oh, like, that's a great one. i'm like buddy pick number 12 pick number 12 i want to <laughs> hear the ladybug picnic song <laughs> so is it have the one where you can actually trace the letters too when it comes up there yeah that one's that one's elmo loves abcs so okay. there's so there's elmo loves abcs and then there's Elmo Loves 123s. And they're very much cut from the same, you know, programming. Okay. My kids love both of those yeah. apps. Yeah. They're they're just great little apps. And uh one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> I right. love them. So I highly recommend them. Uh they're just fun. Uh, and then we've been doing a ton of reading actual books, physical books, <laughs> not digital books, though we do read a lot of digital books. Um, but the one we've really been reading a lot at nighttime is Batman is Brave. And I, I wanted to bring this up because I thought it was very interesting that um, DC pretty much has the market cornered on like kid board books. So I didn't even know what the term board book was, but it's the it's the books that are like very firm, almost like a board. Mm-hmm. And they have a vari- they have a, a series of them. So there's Batman is Brave, Batman and Robin team up, Superman to the Rescue, Superman fights for truth. These are all great little books. I picked them up. They had them at Costco and Sam's Club there for a little while, and I picked them up for like five dollars. You can find them on Amazon. I think they might be like seven dollars there. Um, but 
I was like, oh, I wish there were Marvel board books. And I was looking for like a Spider-Man board book. No, they- no. Stay with the DC. <laughs> <laughs> we like Marvel. We like – so we no, are – I like them both. Yeah, they, we're they, fans you know, of both. But I think my husband tends to steer towards DC more – or um, sorry, Marvel more. So we were really wanting to find some like Spider-Man board books. But I can't find them. Like they're very few and far between. My point is, DC is getting them young. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose there's not any superhero squad board books. I think there might be. Um, I, I I was just looking for more specific characters like Batman, Superman, Spider Man. Um, I'll have to look through my because we still have a lot of the old old ones. I'll have to see what I have, Nicole. I'll see if I can send you. Some. Oh, that's okay. Don't we have so many books? It's ridiculous. Um, but he's really been he's really been into Batman lately. Where he'll go, I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm like, all right, buddy. Will does that too, and then he goes around whispering all day, and it's like, what, what? I can't hear you speak up. And he's like, mommy, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> like, it's oh. it's when he whispers, "Hail Hydra" to you next that you start to worry. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Randy did that to me the other day when he gave me a hug. He's like, "Hail Hydra." And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. Well, let's move over into some solicited advice. Um, got a couple emails here. Got one from Daniel in Canada. He says, thanks, Nicole, for the show. You're really filling a great niche through, though broader than you realize. I'm not a nerd, but I enjoy the content as if I were. Winky. Um, the topics you cover really help, except the wow stuff, <laughs> especially wow, since wow, they're... Exactly. There is way too much to research out on the web. Thanks for bringing content that's relevant to our generation. And to add to your tagline, every generation raises their child differently. Thanks again, Daniel. I totally agree with that. So That's a good point. Yeah. Very true. Um, We also have one from Matt from, hey, North Carolina. That's right. With Durham right up the road. Yeah. So he says, hey, fellow nerd parents, I love the show and can't agree with you agree more with your advice that all kids are different. I have a wonderful seven-year-old daughter, Molly, who's the absolute joy of my life. However, I'm afraid I'm raising a wimp. At seven years old, my kid can't sit through a movie without having to leave half an hour into it because it's too scary. Uh, I have a awesome story for this one. This, one. <laughs> this occurs at home as well as in the movie theater, though I tend to mind, I tend to mind so much at home as a he doesn't mind. He meant, I don't mind because since he's not out $30 for the cost of fit tickets, it fr- frustrates me as a movie nerd that it, I can't share something I love to do uh, the time I can't read today <laughs> do from time I was younger uh, than she is now getting scared very easily. Uh, how long do I wait for her to be ready? How can I call myself a good nerd parent without showing her Star Wars? The real one. Not what George tried to pass off with the floppy-eared <laughs> character, Ghostbusters, The Princess Bride, or even the 1966 Batman uh, movie starring Adam Webb. So many great years of cinema are passing by, and my child is missing out on all of it. Help! I Yes, I realize this is my problem, not my child's, and that I, should try, I shouldn't try to force her into a situation that makes her uncomfortable, but I just need to commiserate about my frustrations, Matt. Um, so, Matt... It's okay. Uh, as <laughs> as someone, I was exactly like your daughter. In fact, I was older, and oh, I yeah. remember the Incredible Hulk scared the 
bejesus out of me. I went to see the Goonies. The Goonies. Oh. <laughs> okay. And my little brother, my brother was four years younger than me. Um, we were in the movie. And my line, every time I got too scared, I would say to my mom, I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I must have gotten up and gone to the bathroom <laughs> probably about 10 times during mm-hmm. the Goonies. And my little brother leaned over and said, it's okay, Nicole. It's just a movie. Mm. <laughs> so I grew up being afraid of just about everything. I was, that's how my parents got me to go to, to bed. They would play the Twilight Zone um, theme music. <laughs> that scared the crap out of me. Gotta so go to like, bed. Okay, I'm gonna, gotta go, gotta to go, bed go to now. bed. <laughs> so I know, you know, she will come around in her own time. And believe me, and I'm a, a huge horror fan now. I love scary movies. Maybe not the kind the the kind that are out now. I'm more of a eighties, nineties scary, like um Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, Friday the thirteenth and Freddy Krueger. That's all that that's my genre of scary that I mm. that I like. But um she'll come around. It's well, okay. Well, and she might not. Yeah. Sorry to be the downer, but I've never enjoyed scary stuff. I don't like being scared. It's do you never think, been a thing. But do you well, think the Ghostbusters is scary? I mean, as you're as I older. think I think there are some scenes in Ghostbusters that if you look at them from the eyes of a small child, they do become scary. Yeah. And I think that it's it sometimes surprises me because I'm like, oh, I'm going to put on this movie because I really loved it when I was a little kid and Will's going to watch it and it's going to be great. And then I'm watching it going, oh, my God, no, that I forgot about that. And, oh, shoot. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. Let's go watch Transformers or something. I don't know. Um, because you get a filter as you get older, too, that you filter out the stuff that because it's all make-believe, so who cares, right? And kids don't really have that make-believe filter yet. Right. I mean, I thought that the Flintstones were real until I was six. I didn't understand the difference between animation and real life. Like, mm-hmm. Fred Flintstone actually did try and pedal his car with his feet because that's what prehistoric man did, right? <laughs> um, so there is a bit of a differentiation between understanding what is reality and what is make-believe. And I think it's okay to be frustrated that, yes, I really want to show my kids this movie or that movie because you really want to share that experience with them. Sure. But don't show it to them too early because then they're not going to enjoy it. Well, Well, and I think we have a tendency to project ourselves on to, yes, like true, like we were true, talking true. earlier, you know, if yeah. we got bullied as a kid, we fear that our child is going. I mean, so we almost yeah. project that onto them. What were you going to say, Dan? Well, but it. Oh, sorry. Oh no, it's all right. Um, my, my only thing was that you know I wonder because I went went with this. I had this a little bit with DJ and with Lauren when they were younger. Like DJ now, not so you know, kind of because he's seven too. I think sometimes kids just kind of get bored with movies and they, yeah. it's, it's not necessarily that they have anything like ADD or anything. Sometimes attention span of kids just, they, they don't really get into it as much as we do, the whole story. When we used to, yeah. I used to take DJ to the movies and then I would come home and say to, say to my wife, you know, that I remember now why I don't like to take the kids to the movies because you're going to the bathroom a hundred times during the, during the movie. <laughs> and sometimes they just, they don't necessarily want to sit there. So her too scary, quote unquote too scary, might just be, I, I want to go do something else. Yeah, that's yeah, true. I mean, that's, that's a possibility too. And you well, know, at home, it's easier to deal with than when you're out. Yeah, and we took, we took Will to go and see Frozen in the theater. 
And he really liked it, but he got bored three quarters of the way through. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, Mommy, I want to go play Lego. And it's like, well, we don't have any Lego here and we're in a movie theater. So can you wait until Mommy? And he's like, fine, but I just want to sit on your lap. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay. I, I would also say never underestimate the power of nostalgia That's for you. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. in our minds, things are way cooler because mm-hmm. we experience them the the first time through as a child and it, it's still it's really a different cool sitting down and watching the 80s um transformers with will does he does he like the the 80s transformers he loves yeah. it he loves it i i have to admit when that's a good boy <laughs> when mateo <laughs> like we were watching um i for the first time i put in chippendale rescue rangers mm-hmm. and he was just like glued to it mm-hmm. i'm like that's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> so we get a little, you know, so I totally, we totally get what where you're coming from, Matt. <laughs> and, it, yeah. and there's a chance and, that in the next year or two, the Maui might just completely grow out of that. Because mm-hmm, when uh, Princess Bride came on uh, on regular cable and we had to tape it, my, my daughter will watch that almost every week, the Princess Bride. So, I mean, it, it's something that Maui may just grow out of. And next thing you know, you're watching the same, you know, you, you think Ghostbusters now. Well, when you've seen Ghostbusters 20 times in one week, you'll be wishing that you wanted to uh, <laughs> yeah. watch, watch <laughs> Rescue <laughs> Rangers instead. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I love Finding Nemo as a movie, even though um, thinking about the storyline is somewhat disturbing. But I love Finding Nemo. I love the P- Pixar movies. Will gets to watch a Pixar movie maybe um, once a year. We're kind of doling them out, as mm-hmm. it were. But then he wants to watch them a hundred times. Oh yeah, and yeah. it's like it's like well, I guess we have Finding Nemo now. So sure, let's put that on the TV for the third time this week. Do you usually <laughs> you know. fast forward past the Barracuda part? No. No, I, I don't believe in doing that. Okay. And it's, it's interesting because the first time Will was like, this is scary. And I'm like, so do you, want, do you want to turn it off or do you want to see how it ends? And then we'll talk about it. And that's, that's maybe, I mean, he was more concerned about the jellyfish because Dory got knocked out. Um, and the sharks, the sharks he actually found funny. <laughs> at yeah. the end of it all yeah. um so because it was it was like mom sharks and it's like yeah i know those they have lots of teeth don't they and then you know fisher friends not food and you know which so is that the was, greatest fisher yeah friends, not food. <laughs> exactly and then we go out for sushi and he's like but fisher friends and it's like yeah but they're delicious um so it's it's interesting talking to him about the things that are brought up in the movies and then after a while, he begins, like, to understand the whole story kind of mm-hmm. thing. And I think that's why they like to watch things repetitively, too. Yeah. I, I actually do fast forward through some of that stuff. Mateo's two and a half. He's not going to understand yeah. what's going on. I mean, he, he, likes, he likes the minions. We don't necessarily mm-hmm. like, you know, some of the, the mean activity that, that grew to us. <laughs> in the beginning right. of the movie yeah and I same way with the point Shrek. of not fasting forward to it but uh you know what was cool about with our kids they they just eventually they just wanted to see it and yeah. they just kind of knew what was coming but mm-hmm. i could definitely see the the point of you know hey to get through the good stuff you've got to see the bad stuff too yeah I, yeah I, I, when mateo gets older then when he can actually sit through a movie and then we can get 
through the arc of the story, <laughs> then yeah, maybe I'll let the whole thing go. But right now we're watching in 30 minute bursts of, and you know, I want it to be the good part, not, not the stupid part. Well, and that's, and that's true too. I mean, maybe, maybe she's just not uh, going back to the person mm-hmm. who wrote in Matt. Maybe your daughter just isn't connecting with whatever it is. And it might be that it's too scary or it might be that she's bored or it yeah. might be that she just wants to go watch My Little Pony instead. Yeah. And then you have to Will explain will to her. watch that three times a day easily. And, and explain to her why, uh, why for whatever reason Walt Disney just has to kill a mom in every movie. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what is I, that? Oh, I, I remember my mom taking me to see Bambi in the theater mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh. <laughs> for me, for me, it wasn't Bambi. It was the Fox and the Hound. I don't. Remember. And I remember yeah. seeing that, and then oh, the Fox oh, lost oh, his parents. Yeah. That's and, one of my favorites. Yeah, and I loved the movie. Like I loved the art and the style, and even when I was young, I loved it. But it was just like they've lost their family. Yeah, <laughs> That's terrible. Some heavy, heavy topics in that stuff. Oof. I still have yeah. a picture disc of a uh, a picture record, a picture disc of uh, Fox and the Hound. Yeah. It's it's always oh, been one of my favorite. Is that the little the little thing where you put in the viewfinder? The viewmaster? No, no, no. It's actually just a record that actually has all art all over it, oh, and it and oh, it actually cool. plays. Oh, neat! It's really oh. really cool. And I think that was uh, Kurt Russell was was one of the older. Uh, uh, I think he yeah, was the, I think he was older the old fox. Dog. Oh, he was, was the old dog. He, he was, was in all kinds of Disney stuff back in the yeah. early days. Man, he was their poster child. Kurt Russell, or was yeah, it? Yeah, it's is it? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. That Kurt, one. Because he's married to Goldie Hawn, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah, that's him. <laughs> it's like, great. Uh, all right. Well, thanks, Matt. I hope that was helpful. It's it's all right. You'll get, yeah. you know. But you're not alone in your frustration, yeah. too, because, you know, yeah. I would love to show Will Star Wars, but he's not old enough yet. Yeah, and, not ready. I mean, we were watching Star Trek in front of him, and we, Randy and I have this this quest to watch every single Star Trek episode together, even the bad ones, even the bad ones, because it's just something that we bond over. And we were watching it with Will, and then we got to Voyager and thought, yeah, no, we can't do this. It's too scary Yeah, with Will. And so now it's, you know, and it's like Avengers, too. Avengers is too scary with Will. And there's just some stuff that you can't well, watch with it, kids. Well, and it's reading your kids, because I know that, I know there's probably parents listening. They're like thinking, oh, I'm a bad parent. I showed my kids Star Wars. No, you're not <laughs> no, a bad parent. You're right. kid. No. It just depends no, on the kid. It's just Will. Yeah. So yeah. I, I've got a bad parent thing. Last year, I took my daughter to see Iron Man 3 with me. And that gets a little intense mm-hmm. in the middle. Mm-hmm. And she was grabbing my arm and she's like, Daddy, I want to leave. And I was trying to, I, I didn't want to use it as kind of a teaching thing. I didn't want to give in, but I, I tried to explain to her, listen, it, it has to get really bad so that when the good guy wins, it's that much happier. And yeah, now she's content. like, I love that movie. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> See, I would, always, I would always close my eyes. I would put my hands over my eyes because I knew we weren't leaving the movie. You know, I'd be just yeah. like, and did I say Goonies? I meant Gremlins. Gremlins. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why yeah. I, I, I don't know why I said Goonies, but it was Gremlins. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, that scared I, the Jesus totally, out of me too. Yeah. Gremlins scared the living daylight out of me like too. It was like PG thirteen, right? It was a PG thirteen movie. Because I think that's why my parents took us to yeah, it. Yeah, but I used to get I used to get nightmares from the Incredible Hulk, right? The T V show <laughs> with um 
Oh, what Lou was his name? Lou Ferrigno. Yes. Yeah. And I, I used to get terrible nightmares from that. You know, and it's interesting because at one point, Will has said to me, you know, do you think stuff is scary? And it's like, yes, I totally think stuff is scary. That's, yes, mommy gets scared of things. And in fact, when I was little, The Incredible Hulk was very scary for me. And so now he's like, mommy, we don't have to watch The Hulk because I know it's scary. For you. It's like, no, baby, I'm, I'm 40 now, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, when I was little, I meant when I was little, you know. And oh, so, and cute. he thinks that I don't like Power Rangers because it's scary. It's like, no, I don't like Power Rangers because you try and kill the dog after you watch Power Rangers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think that does it for a show. Dan, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Oh, it was my pleasure. It was was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If if people want to get a hold of you, you want to tell them how they can find you? Yep. They can find me on uh, on Twitter at at GeekJockBlog. Um, or you can go just uh, go listen to the Geek All Stars, or check out uh, GamersForCures.com. Cool, and it's the cool. the the yeah, yeah the okay. Geek All Stars yeah the Geek All because yep. I keep on typing Geek All Stars, and they're like, you can buy this domain. I'm like, ah, oh, no, no, I, I should go see if I can buy it. Uh, you're probably they're <laughs> probably gonna it, gouge you for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we also want to yeah, shoot me a tweet, and I'll uh, I'll respond anytime. Yeah. I'm sorry, Nicole. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just gonna say <laughs> thanks to Alpha Geek for letting us. Um, broadcast our show live um we try to do that every week uh over on alphageekradio.com as well as our sponsor chore monster you can download their app it's free and it's we love them yeah it's all about chore charts and chore monsters and all kinds of fun stuff um which is uh, the main theme of one of the main themes in the more one two three magic by the way i'm like oh Oh, yes chore charts (laughs) we know what those are all about uh, and if you want to hang out over in the My Extra Life forums, we have a space over there where a lot of parents go to discuss different topics, uh, forum.myextralife. Uh, you can also leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, we love those as well. And you can listen to us on Stitcher and Swell. Those are two services. They are apps that you can download and listen to podcasts through um, so we're, we're everywhere. You can find us everywhere. Uh, if you want to contact us, uh, send us an email, send in your toddler translations. You can send us directly at nerdparents at gmail.com, or you can just go to nerdparents.com and click on the contact button. And there's a whole little setup there. You can find us all on Twitter. I'm at Nicole Spag. Samantha is Sam Jane. And of course, Dan's at geek jock blog. Uh, so thanks so much again for tuning in and we'll talk with you in a week where we will have more parenting discussion. Be sure to stick around for the gaming segment and the, I'm pretty sure I have a, a Netflix streaming segment as well. Uh, so hang out and enjoy those. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Hey fellow nerd parents, this is Dan and Lauren, and it's time for your weekly family game night recommendation. The game this week is King of Tokyo. King of Tokyo is a game by Richard Garfield. And Lauren, what else did Mr. Garfield design? Magic the Gathering. That's right. He's an amazing designer. This game is a great family game for two to six monsters ages eight and up and plays in about 30 to 45 minutes. The object of the game is to either get 20 points, 20 points, 
Or be the last monster standing by destroying all the other monsters. How you do those, on your turn you will roll six dice. You'll be able to keep as many of those you like, and you also have two re-rolls. Just like Yahtzee. That's right. On those dice, you have the numbers one, two, three, a lightning symbol, a cost symbol, and a heart. At the end of your three rolls, you will do damage to what monsters... What monster is in Tokyo for each claw you roll. You will also get health back for each heart you roll and get resource cubes for each lightning bolt you roll. Also, for each set of three of the same number you roll, you'll get that many points. So three twos get you two points and a bonus point if you happen to roll another of the same number like a two. So you also use those resource cubes to buy special powers, which will be out three at a time on the board, which will either give you a one-time effect or an ongoing special power. Once again, the game ends when a monster gets 20 points or has destroyed all the other monsters. Each monster has their own player card with a couple of dials on it which tracks the health, which starts at 10, or the victory points, which basically start at 0. It's pretty cartoony, so the art is there. It's nothing scary about it. Lauren, would you say, was it a scary game? No, it's actually pretty fun, and there are really funny characters like a cyber bunny, something like Godzilla, and all kinds of other stuff. It does have some player elimination, but the game is over quite quickly, and that's rarely a problem. But for the youngest of players, it could be a small issue if a child gets eliminated by his bigger sister. (laughs) We hope you like Game of Tokyo. Visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there. 